What's up, guys, and welcome back for another episode of the FanCast Live podcast. In this episode, Jamie and I give our initial reactions and takeaways from the Week 2 1916 win over the Carolina Panthers and also look ahead to the Week 3 Monday night matchup versus the Dallas Cowboys at home that could potentially see the Giants go 3-0 to start the season. But before we get to that, I like to remind our listeners that you can listen to this episode of the Fancast Live podcast and many more like it at anchor.fm slash fancast live or on any podcast platform you desire. Please be sure to smash the like button, follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Follow me on social media at Fancast Live on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, if you want to reach out to me personally, please email me at fancastlive at gmail.com. All right, so without any further ado, here is the segment recorded earlier today. Enjoy. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back for another edition of the FanCast Live podcast. Once again, I'm here with my boy, Jamie Hollywood Barrett. We're going to talk New York Giants week two win. Jamie, what is up? The fucking Giants are 2-0. and I can't believe I'm even saying that. I would have yeah. predicted, uh, you know... Um, a realistic record one and one maybe, but I was predicting 0-2 to start the season. And here we are uh, Wednesday going into week three, a Monday night game against the Cowboys. There may or may not be a Dak Prescott in the lineup for the Cowboys, but we're staring 3-0 and in the fucking face. What do you uh, think about that? It's unbelievable. It's a great feeling. Um, you know, I think when we, when we talked earlier in the year about how the season would start. I, I thought two and two is possible. We already got the two wins. So, you know, right now we're looking at Dallas Monday night game, prime time against the boys at home. And then we got the bears the next week at home. So I like our chances for a good start. Um, historically teams that go two and oh have a much better chance of, I don't even want to say the word. You know what word I'm going to say. I'm not going to say it. Not here on this show right now. Not going to say no. it. No, we're not going to. We're not going to go that far. We're not going to. No, go that but far. but it, it's 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 really cool to see, and I think we'll, we'll touch on this too as, as we chat here. Uh, just seems like the morale uh, in the building and and the morale for Giants fans is is hasn't been this high for seems like forever. Well, the Giants start 2-0 for the first time since, what, 2016, I think it was, the last time the Giants started 2-0? Yeah. Who was the head coach then? Ben McAdoo. <laughs> he was on. We Carolina. made the playoffs that year, didn't we? We did. That was the famous uh, Odell Beckham boat trip with uh, Trey Songs and some other uh, rappers, and they took the wide receivers there. Couldn't think of a better place to go before Green Bay. Uh, than to go to Miami and, and take some shirtless picks, passing joints around on the boat. But hey, you know, uh, that was that was a, a long time ago, uh, and right now uh, we, we do we're staring three and zero in the face, man. We're, we're we're getting ready for the boys on Monday night, dude. Let's go get it. Hey, listen, the Giants got off to a really good start in this game against Carolina. They. Turn the ball over. The first two possessions Carolina had one on the, on the opening kickoff, the other one on the uh, uh, the Anderson uh, fumble. But the thing was, is I even though the game started off really good and the Giants ended up getting six points, but that's that's my beef. There, they only get six points. To me, I, I just felt like they needed to do more in order to get more points. I mean, they left eight points on the, on, on, on the board. I, I just think they could have oh, done yeah. more. They could have scored more, some more points. Listen, we talk about this all the time, that the Giants just don't score enough points. The, they averaged, what, below 17 points last year. They, they, they averaged 17 points the year before that. And we keep going back to that and saying the Giants need to score more points yeah. in order to, you know, win more. I mean – Listen, we're 2-0. and We shouldn't be 2-0. and We haven't played like a 2-0 and team. Maybe you see it differently, but I just don't think we play like a 2-0 and team. But the thing is, we've done the things that we were supposed to do in these two games. Listen, under Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman, we we made some bad play calls. You, we Going back to that uh, uh, two quarterback sneaks, 
Oh, yeah. Remember that? Oh, Joe Judge God. being way too conservative, playing to lose. We're playing to win games right now. Yeah. That is the key right now for the New York Giants with Brian Dable as the head coach, uh, Joe Shane as, as the general manager. He's right off of the, right off the bat in game one. He took – was it game one? Maybe – no. Yeah, it was game one. Week one, yep. fourth and one, took a chance, went for it, got the first down, something Joe Judge wouldn't have done last year. And like I said, we didn't play as well as we wanted to play, yet we went out and won these games. These are games that in years past we lose. Oh, what are yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, no, it just seems that there's a belief in the coaching. Uh, there's so many limitations that we have on offense. First of all, we know that Daniel Jones is not someone that's going to lead us to any type of long-term playoff success. All right, I said that word once. Didn't say it earlier, had to say it now. But I just believe that, you know, with Saquon Barkley fully healthy and confident, um, and, you know, I, I, Wink Martindale coaching these def the defensive guys up, is really put a lot less pressure on the offense. Daniel Jones doesn't feel like he has to do everything himself. He's getting a little bit better at not taking a lot of hits. The first week, I think he took some hits he shouldn't have taken. But it seems like Brian Dable is not allowing Daniel Jones to put the game in harm's way. And he's playing Daniel Jones and trying to get him to be an effective game manager, a la trying to be towards the likes of an Alex Smith or – one of these other quarterbacks that you know what the limitations are, but you want to play to his strengths. One of the things I really loved was that play call toward the end of the game when Daniel Jones had a keeper. He had an option yeah, to go the, outside. The naked, the naked bootleg. And he cut back inside. That's a big-time play. and not. I mean, Tom Brady can't make that play. Right? I mean, not every quarterback can make that play, have the athleticism to get there, and I'm glad he got down. So – um, it just that seems was, that like was the play that a lot of people talk about because yeah. Daniel Jones on that very play has three options. One, run the ball two, throw the ball three, keep the clock going, take the sack. Yep. And don't he, and throw he the ball away decision. because if, if he throws the ball away, the, the clock stops. Yeah. And that, that was the, that was the most important thing. Now, I don't know if Daniel Jones looked down the field because I think his first instinct was to run for the first down. And to be honest with you, Daniel Jones really hasn't been good on his legs the first two weeks. That was probably his best play of of the first two weeks of the season. That run right there sealed the deal. It gave the Giants the win, gave him the first down, run out the clock, Giants win, they're two and oh. Yeah. I, I, I just I love the call and you give it to your quarterback, have him build some confidence. And Daniel Jones, he can scoot a little bit. So I, I really liked how they they designed that. And I think you, you touched on this earlier. I think earlier in the game, they only got six points. On the, you know, they got a gift on the first kickoff right there. It seemed like Kafka was getting a little fancy, which, you know, I, I, I'm not going to really kill him on that because he doesn't have a lot to work with and he wants to get, you know, positive chunk plays and get in the end zone. Uh, but I think we could have just kept it simple to maybe in the beginning, giving it to Saquon Barkley. We'll get to the Dallas game too, but it's just a phenomenal all-around win. Um, you know, I guess. What do you, what do you think? What's that one thing that you think the Giants are you know are doing right now, or that last week? What do you think that one thing? If you could put a finger on there's, it, there's there's three things. There's three things that the Giants have done in the past that they haven't done so far this year, this this season, and I wrote them down. One, we're not seeing the bad penalties. Two. We're not seeing the bad play calling. And three, we're not seeing the head coach calling bad timeouts because the team is not set or the players have been called out or yeah. whatever the case is. Those are the three things that I see that we haven't seen in the past, and I think that's a big reason why the Giants are winning right now as opposed to losing. I totally agree with that as well. I would say the one thing that we didn't see, there was zero turnovers last week for Daniel Jones. I mean, he, he's a guy that since he's been in the league, he's led the league in turnovers. So even though it was a dog fight, it was an ugly win. All these games are going to be ugly. It's going to be a nasty dog fight Monday night uh, against a team that probably has more talent overall. And it's going to be a dog fight the next week too, but you don't turn the ball over. 
even though we didn't get as many points as we wanted, we got a few, put some pressure on Baker Mayfield and that very depleted Carolina offense. Uh, their offensive line is not good. Baker Mayfield is is really not stepping up like he really should. So we took advantage of that as well. And can't say enough about Wink. Uh, it, the defense, you know, it just seems like in years past that teams would just be able to, it would be third and 10, third and 11, and they would just back break a third down on us. And for whatever reason, it just seems like we're getting off the field. Like I, Julian Love made a big play toward the end of the game, and he got in the backfield and got a sack. I mean, how many times? How many times in the last that. couple of seasons have we seen third and long, third and short, where the opposing team ends up getting a first down over and yeah. over and over again? I mean, they didn't. It's not like they didn't do it in the first two weeks against the Giants. There were some plays where they did end up getting, you know, a first down on the third and third and long or a third and short, but not as consistent as it has been in the, in the past year or two. Um, I was just going to say something. There was one play that, you know, Daniel Jones almost coughed up the ball with that interception that, you know, uh, it was towards the end of the, the first half, I think it was. That could, yeah. that If he takes that ball, if he intercepts that ball, that's going back for six points. Oh, for so sure. Daniel yeah. Jones better, you know, you got to well, take the breaks when better, you got them, Dave. Yeah, he's got to bless himself <laughs> on that one because that should have been a pick yep. six, and that sh- probably should have been a uh, you know a, a difference maker in the game because if Carolina takes that six point lead going into the half, I'm I'm not so sure that the Giants can do yeah. enough to come back and you know and you know get that one back. I mean, I I could be wrong, but that's, I, that's I agree the way with I you there. It. And if there's also, one. Oh, no, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, so I was like, also, too, I think the one thing that I got to give Jones uh, some kudos on is, is in the second half, they go up 13-6. And, you know, Jones is really getting nowhere. And he just orchestrated a really good drive down the field. He was throwing to Daniel Bellinger. Um, he was throwing to Dan Hudson or, or, or Jordan or whatever his name, Bellinger, Hudson, Uh you know, he was passing to really no-name guys. And that kid Bellinger, who we got in the fourth round, he made a very impressive touchdown run, was able to, um, you know, get to the sideline, put a little burst of speed, and then he, he got he sniffed out the end zone. So, you know, the, the Giants, you know, listen, I mean, the, the, I'd like the Giants to start better and get more points in the first half, first quarter. Um, but but it was it was an impressive drive in the moment. Fans getting a little restless. Carolina puts one in the end zone. Mayfield put a good drive together. The next drive, the fact that Jones was able to get in the end zone uh, shows a lot about Jones, how he was able to, to kind of figure it out. And also to Kafka because he's the one calling the plays. So that was a that was a big drive in the game. If, that, if the Giants go three and out there, uh, you know, maybe some doubts creep in. You know, maybe the defense doesn't hold up. So I thought that one drive in the in – the, third quarter i believe it was pretty pretty big uh, yeah i think it was the third quarter there was a, a daniel jones pass to richie for 15 yards richie james yeah and it was a 16 yard run by by uh, saquon barkley and then you had the 15 yarder to uh to hudson and then you had the uh the what what was it a 16 yard touchdown to to bellinger, to bellinger. Yeah. that was a great play i mean daniel jones did a phenomenal job on that on that drive but we want to see more of that yeah, uh, you know, I I like to see Kafka open up this offense. Obviously, you, you don't you don't have a whole lot to play with here. You got yeah. Kenny Galladay who didn't get a a target. I think he was on the field for maybe two two he's, two plays. He's not involved. Yeah. Uh, what's his face? Um, uh, Tony Darius Tony was on the field for maybe what he got targeted twice in his game. He uh, if, he did if, make if a big correct. play that got called back, which which was really a bogus call. Uh, he did have a thirty six yard catch and run that was a good play, but was uh, that the uh, he, was that the face mask or was that the yeah uh, the, yeah that was a that face was mask. a bad that was a bad I I, I think that was a ticky tack call, but I think so. Tony did play a lot more snaps. I think the snap counts going up now. He was out of practice. I think today with hamstring soreness. So <laughs> Dable had. Your, your boy, I, what Mike said the other day, I mean, he, he's always nicked up. But I like his attitude. I mean, it seems like he's not getting big yardages, but, you know, he's kind of waiting in the weeds. I mean, we're going to need him 
this year. I mean, it, listen, his number will be called. It hasn't really been called yet. He's gotten some opportunities, but it, it, he's going to be a back there. There's just not enough talent on this team. Sills lit it up in preseason. I mean, he's, he doesn't really get open that much. He did have a big third down catch, but going to expect more from Tony. But, uh, yeah, he his snap count is getting better. Um, who so that's that, one who, thing. Who would have thought that Sills and Richie would be leading the team in receptions and yards? I, yeah. I would have never guessed it. I would have never thought, oh. you know, for a second. I thought that, granted, Galladay didn't get a whole lot of playing time in the preseason. I thought he was going to be the guy that, you know, this offense would be designed around. But yeah. not quite. But, um, all right, let's get uh, let's get into one. Because I asked you before, I texted you before we came on the show to give me one one takeaway from this game that you felt won this game for the New York Giants in week two against Carolina. So I mentioned the zero turnovers before, but I'm going to say, I think the offensive line looks pretty competent. Um, Daniel Jones is not on his ass. He's not running for his life. He, you know, so it's allowing the play to develop. It's allowing guys like Richie James to get open you know, some of these no-name guys that are, are not going to kill you with speed down the field. Um, and Andrew Thomas is one of the highest-rated tackles in the NFL right now. So he was my guy beginning of the year. But I think the offensive line, as ragtag as it can be, I think that's one of the differences in this game. They were pretty much better than last week at pass protection. And the run protection against a pretty good run defense was pretty stout as well. So I'm going to give them some kudos for this week. Yeah, I'd have to disagree on that one because I really thought the offensive line was kind of shaky at times. Um, I don't think I don't think Thomas had his best game, uh, and and Neil didn't do very well either. The interior of that offensive line wasn't opening up the holes for Saquon Barkley. I mean, in the first half, I think I wrote down the numbers. In the first half, didn't have a big first half for sure. I think it was zero yeah, Jones, yards on eight carries. Yeah. Uh, where the hell did I write it? Well, oh yeah, here it goes. Barkley had three yards in the first in the first half. He had 194 total yards in week one. Daniel Jones had 67 yards. He had 188 yards in week one. He had the two touchdowns. So, me, quite honestly, I, I don't think the offensive line was the key in this game. But what I do think was the key in this game was Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale was key in this game because he not only did it in week one, he took away their biggest asset, the Titans, and you know who that is, Derrick Henry. I think the Giants did a phenomenal job, you know, controlling Derrick Henry. And in week two, I think they did a phenomenal job. He His, his defensive scheme did a phenomenal job controlling Christian McCaffrey. Because how many catches did Christian McCaffrey have in this game? I know he busted out for one long run, but he wasn't all at all involved in the passing game, which was yeah. phenomenal. Xavier McKinney was glued to Christian McCaffrey the entire fucking game. And that in itself, I mean, you couldn't have asked anybody on his team to do what Xavier McKinney did. He, I, I think he did a, a good job. Julian Love did a phenomenal job. These two guys yeah. played most of the time in the box, especially McKinney in, in this situation. I mean, he was – I don't know how many times he rushed the quarterback, but it was he was he was on uh, on a rush many a times in this game. I think yeah. Wink, Wink Martindale called a really, really good game. He took away Christian McCaffrey. Like I said, he only had that one long run – and other than that, Christian McCaffrey was not, uh, not a factor exactly. in his game at all. I, I think Wink Martindale gets kudos. But the guy who I think should be the player of the game, who do you think I'm I'm thinking about right now? Mm. He scored player most of the of game. The, he scored most of the points for the Giants. Oh, I would say Graham, Graham Gano. Dude, he's money. Yes. He is money, dude. He is unbelievable. He had two field goals in the first quarter after the two fumbles to give the Giants a 6 nothing lead. Then he kicked the 51 and the 56 in the fourth quarter. The yep. the eventual 56-yarder, I think, was the eventual game winner. He's got to get the game ball. He was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was money the whole time, and I'm glad he's on our team. 
hundred percent. And he's going to have to do more of that. I mean, he's going to have to, there's going to be a lot of games down to the wire uh, with 50 yarders. And it's really good to have a guy that has that confidence, um, you know, to kind of kick it right through. So it's, 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 it's a blessing to have him. So knock on wood, he uh, continues to be money like he's been. Yeah, so now we're staring at 3-0, and possible 3-0 and against the Dallas Cowboys Monday night. It's prime time. This is, I, I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen here because I'm getting this feeling like the Dallas Cowboys are going to rush back Dak, Dak Prescott for this game. I don't see it. I think it's just, you know, blowing smoke. But... I think the Giants have to get ready for Dak Prescott regardless because if he does play, they got they need to be ready for it. Yeah. I'm just going to assume that Cooper – what the hell is his name? Cooper, Cooper Rush. Rush is going to be starting yeah. for the Cowboys. If Cooper Rush starts for the Cowboys, I think the Giants' chances of going 3-0 and Monday night are really, really good. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, I, I I don't want to – the Dallas Cowboys, what, what scares me about them is their defense. Uh, Dan Quinn is one of the best callers on defense. He's up there with Wink, I would say. Micah Parsons is probably the best player on the field. He is just – he's a special player. I mean, he can – he can cover guys, but he what he does best is getting after the quarterback from really anywhere. Um, so Kafka is going to have to do a good job of kind of staying away from him, maybe allowing him the blitz throwing over the top. Saquon's going to have to have a big night. Um, Saquon's going to have to play better than he did against Carolina and get some more creases. This is going to be a big test. Um, you know, Dallas, the offensive line is not what it used to be. They're going to be somewhat limited with Cooper rush, but he's definitely like not afraid to throw the ball. So if guy if Giants have to be honest in their coverage, like because Cooper Rush, he's not afraid to make plays. He'll throw a pick. I mean, he might turn it over, but he's not like he's not going to sit back there and try to, you know, just manage the game. He's going to take his chances. So we got to be prepared for that. Giants are at home. We haven't beaten Dallas in forever, uh, so there there might be some of that uh, embedded into the game. Dallas might have our number in certain matchups. But this is a different Giants team, and Saquon is a little bit different. I mean, what really could be big for us is if we get Kayvon Thibodeau or Aziz Ojolari back or both. That's going to be huge for us because our defense to win this game is going to have to create some turnovers, I believe. I, I think if this game is even on the turnover margin, I think they might get us. But if we can get some turnovers, whether it's on special teams or on defense – that that's going to be a big factor because I don't think Jones is going to be able to like score at will uh, against this uh, Dallas pass rush. Pass rush. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I I know Kafka, both Kafka and Wink Martindale are going to do whatever they can with what they have. Uh, I don't know what the news is on uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and uh, Aziz Ojulari right now. I know they're saying that they're close. I don't know what the fuck that means. But yeah. if they do play Sunday, uh, you know, Monday night yeah. against the Cowboys, that opens up weapons like Julian Love and Xavier McKinney to, you know, do other things. Uh, yeah, m- maybe even add more to the pass rush than you know than than they have in weeks one and two, when they didn't have Thibodeau and and Ojulari. I mean, how many times did they sack Baker Mayfield? This week, a couple times, I think Ojane Zimenez, yeah, had a big you know, sack. And, so and the guys was, filling that was a in, big have been sack at the good. end of the game too. Yeah, yep. So I mean, they've done what they could with what they have, and you look at you look at the record, they're two and zero. So just imagine what it's going to be like when the likes of Thibodeau and Ojulari come back, and what a big weapon Xavier McKinney is going to be in the box. Where you know whether it's rushing the passer or, or stopping the run, and then Julian Love is going to be all over the field doing his thing. Yeah, um, Adoree Jackson, I think, had a pretty good game. I yeah. think he's had a pretty good season so far. I'm, I'm a bit surprised about that because of the fact that you know a lot of us didn't see Adoree Jackson as your one A uh, cornerback, but I, I think he's I think he's done a pretty good job. I, yeah, 
I mean, the secondary, yeah, exactly, and that, and that's that's what uh, that's what makes Adoree Jackson good right now is the fact that you know he's getting the playing time, he's he, you know he's doing his his thing, he's getting paid good money to do it, and you know the Giants are happy with his performance, and as long as everybody is happy, you know Adoree Jackson's going to be happy. But I, I I think the the on the offensive side of the ball, I think they need to take more chances. I don't know if I trust Daniel Jones to take those chances. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, to me, Daniel Jones seems indecisive at times. I don't think he's checking his options, whether it's one, two, three, or four, or maybe one, two, three. He's not looking down the field. He knows where he wants to go with that ball, and he's and I I think he's at times he's giving it away. Yeah. Um he needs to do a better job. Uh, I think that he. Um, he needs to run out of the pocket when he needs to run out of the pocket. Like when he needs to run, he needs to run. When it, his his first instinct is to run. When when the pressure when the pocket starts to collapse on him, his his first instinct is to run. And I don't think he checks downfield for his receivers. I think he had a few opportunities in that game against Carolina where he could he could have had some. He missed Shepard. Yeah, uh, Shepard got rerouted, but it, it was still off. I mean, it wouldn't have hit him, so he, he missed a couple. But normally, I don't know if he had the window to get it into him. But you know, I yeah. I, I I think had he seen, if he if he would have just gone through his progressions, like he should have, I think he would have gotten a receiver downfield. But like I said, once the pocket starts to collapse, I think he he starts to become indecisive. He doesn't want to do do what to do with the ball, and that's what scares me about about Daniel Jones right now is, yeah. is indecision. That, that, that's a good point. What scares me too is the, like he didn't fumble last week, but he's he's been a fumbler. And you got Micah Parsons, and you got Dallas is going to be teeing off trying to get turnovers on Daniel Jones just as badly as we have to do it against their backup. And a good defense should get turnovers against a backup QB. They're going to expect to do the same. Uh, this is a big division game, prime time. Uh, they've killed us the past couple of years, so. I think the Giants right now, being 2-0, are in a good spot. They're feeling good about themselves. Dallas might be more desperate. The Eagles are 2-0. Dallas wants to win this division. This is a big game for Dallas, too. It's a very big game for Mike McCarthy, who is, you know, his seat got a little bit cooler last week. (laughs) Well, last week they beat the Bengals. We'll see how good the Bengals are. But it's it's hot right now. And they have expectations. And listen, I mean – you got Jerry Jones talking them up, and you know the Giants are a team that you know a lot of their fans they think that they should beat. So there's going to be an emphasis on the turnover battle. I think Dallas has some scary corners that like to take chances. If Daniel Jones is eyeing his receivers like he did Week One against Tennessee on that awful interception, it's going to be bad news. But if there can be, a, you know, if Saquon can hit a couple big ones, if our offensive line can protect just enough. It's going to be a dogfight. I mean, this is going to be another game, uh, probably in the teens, in the early, late, uh, you know, low twenties again. Not sure what the over under is, but it's really going to come down to turnovers. Um, Jones, you know, being an established starter, should have the confidence right now to have the advantage. Home crowd. Um, there's going to be a lot of Dallas fans in there too. They always show up, so it's, it's going to be mayhem at the stadium. Um, but we just, we, we just do not have the offensive firepower to just, all right, we're, we can't be down 10 points. That, that can't happen. We, in order for us to win, it needs to be close, you know, where it's like a touchdown away or a field goal away. We can't let them get a cheap touchdown on a uh, blown coverage or, you know, we can't let Zeke get going. We can't let them get any confidence because then their defense is going to, you know what they're going to do. They're going to send everybody. And then you got to rely on Jones to, you know, take care of the football. And that's not, that's not been something he's been really good at. So those are the things that, you know, worry me uh, in this game. It's, it's, it's going to be a good one though, but it's going to be very close again. The one thing I do have confidence in right now is, is Kafka and, you know, setting up Daniel Jones to succeed. And I think, I think that Kafka is going to put together a, a good plan for this game against the Cowboys, knowing the, you know, 
their off their de- defensive strengths. But again, it's it's going to come down to Daniel Jones and taking care of the football, making the reads, getting the ball to his receivers. But again, it's it's it also depends on what Daniel Jones is working with, because if you still have guys like you know Tony out and and Wandale Robinson out, these are guys that are key components to this offense. You can't rely on guys like Richie and and Sills. No. No. You know, for every game, because basically what teams are doing, and, and, and I've realized that the first two weeks so far, is they're saying to Daniel Jones, you come beat us. We're going to stop the run, but we're going to, if you want to win this game, you're going to have to beat us. And yeah. it's going to come down to that. It's going to come down to Daniel Jones making the big play, not just one big play, and I'm talking about a handful of big plays. You know, it, it's just it. That's what it comes down to. That's how you're gonna beat the Cowboys. You gotta beat them. You can't just rely on going out there and saying, "All right, twenty points is gonna get it done as long as we keep the Cowboys off the board." No, you can't think like that. But yeah. that's that's the thing with this team this year. The culture has totally changed. Last year, we would have said, "You know, the Giants are gonna lose this game because they're playing to lose." This year, they're playing to win. That's yeah. the culture that Brian Dable has built. That's the culture that Kafka is, brings as well. You know, Wink Martindale. This is the this is the culture. This is the change that we have seen between this regime and last year's regime when where, you know, Joe Judge was was doing a quarterback sneak on two straight plays because he didn't want to cough up the ball, fumble it, or throw an interception because he had Fromm, you know, under center. That's the, those are things that just aren't going to happen this year. But like I said, in order for the Giants to win this game against the, the Cowboys and go 3-0, they're going to have to do all the right things and make the least amount of mistakes. They're going to have to do more big splash plays than they have in their first two games. I mean, they did just enough in Tennessee, bailed out by the missed field goal, played their hearts out. They played a very depleted Carolina. You know, Dallas is a good football team. You know, they're, you know, I don't know what their record is going to be at the end of the year. You know, losing their quarterback is a big deal, but they, they, they're a solid team. I mean, they're ahead of us probably in their talent and their development with all their guys. So we're going to need Kadarius Tony to pop off a 35 yard uh, end around or, uh, uh, you know, making guys miss. We're going to need you know, uh, a play from Richie James, who has been overachieving this year, but we're going to need another play. We're going to need Sterling Shepard to have a play. We're going to need Barkley to pop off a run. We're going to need to play sound special teams. We cannot turn the ball over on a special teams. We need, you know, Gano has got to do his thing and, you know, we got to get him in position to kick field goals. You know, I think if the Giants move the ball, as long as they're in around the 30 yard line, they're going to be kicking and trusting their defense. It, I mean, it, it, I, I have a suspicion that Kayvon Thibodeau, I mean, you figure he's a guy that loves the spotlight, um, which was a kind of like looked down upon before the draft, but he's been an outstanding teammate from all accounts. So I'm looking forward to this would be the game where he would maybe start uh, and make a big splash. If we can get those guys in, we need to turn the ball over from Cooper Rush too. So our defense needs to, once again, Herculean effort, Turnover free football. I mean, Daniel Jones, even if he has one turnover, that means we got to get three. We need to have two more turnovers than them, I think, um, to win this matchup. We have to, I'm not really afraid of Dallas's running attack that much. Um, they do have a couple guys that can burst open. Like Zeke is more of a pounded guy. Tony Pollard's pretty good out of the backfield. We got, they have tough guys that can make you miss. CeeDee Lamb is a, is a very talented wide receiver. Hasn't had a big year, but he's going to want to prove something. And the Cowboys have a lot to prove, you know, and, and they have a lot to play for. So they're going to be hungry. The Giants are going to be hungry. Uh, but I would agree with you. It's really limiting the mistakes. And on third down, on third and long, don't try to force it. Just throw it away. Live to another down. Try not to get behind. We cannot be behind by more than seven points in this game. I, if that happens, we're we're in trouble. Got to keep it within the seven points. Yeah, there's there's no doubt. I absolutely, I, I totally agree with that point because the the Cowboys are a good offensive team, regardless of who's on the center right now. Uh, the Cooper Rush is 
I mean, I, I think he did a pretty good job against the Bengals. Nobody expect, yeah. nobody saw that coming. Everybody thought the Cowboys were just gonna, you know, lose that lose that game outright, and they came out and they played the Bengals tough, and they came out with a win. But um, you know, the 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 the, the next point I was gonna make is the Giants are two and zero, and a lot of fans thinking, you know, that they're turning the corner. I I think two and zero is a bit too soon, but if they win this Monday night game against the Cowboys. I for damn sure think that the Giants have turned that corner to oh, yeah. a a winning team because if they go three and zero, there's just there's there's no saying what they what else they can do the remainder of the season. I know it's a long season, and I know the yeah. Giants are going. I know the Giants are going to face some tough teams and some tough quarterbacks and some tough defenses down the road. Uh, I think we're playing what four or five elite quarterbacks on the schedule this year. They're yeah. they're they're going to see their shares of losses. There's no doubt. They're not going to go undefeated. I'm not saying that uh, by any means, but they are they are going to see some tough games. Oh but yeah. If they beat the Cowboys on Monday night, then I will start thinking that the Giants have turned that corner. I I I would I would agree with that. And you know, this is a big game because then you got the Bears. You know. And that that's then you're thinking, wow, you know, that's another winnable game. But the four games after that, Packers, Ravens, the Jaguars, be careful. Jaguars have a they have the number one overall pick from, you know, a year ago, uh, Trevor Lawrence, who is, you know, he looks like her. I mean, they have an elite. They have, they have elite pass rush. They're starting to pick it up. They have a, a big time coach. So the Jaguars waiting in the weeds in three weeks. You know, the Giants could fall on some hard times here. The, the Seahawks aren't good. You know, the Texans, but the Lions are better than people think. So, and then you got, you know, the division opponents, kind of the Commanders and Eagles, which are the Eagles are going to be really tough. So we got to take advantage of these early games. We discussed that beginning of the year. I think, I think Dable's done a good job of keeping things in perspective, just going week to week. Um, got to take advantage because Dak's going to be back for our next matchup, most likely, uh, uh, you know, right before Thanksgiving. So, you know, we, we really need to, uh, uh, I think that if I just, I want to, this is a big game for Daniel Jones. I mean, this is against the Cowboys. He can win over fans. If he has a big night, if he has a big night, it, and we're talking about his- a big night, as in three hundred yards passing, two touchdowns, possibly three touchdowns, maybe a rushing yeah. touchdown in there. I'm talking about a big game. I'm not talking yeah. about a measly hundred seventy-five yards, hundred eighty-eight yards, like he's done in weeks one and two here against uh, you know the, the Titans and, and and Carolina. I I need to see more out of Daniel Jones. I yeah. need to see him throw the ball more. I need to see him be more decisive with the football. I need him to. You know, run the ball more when it, he needs to run, and he needs mm-hmm. to run with the speed that we know he can run with. Uh, at times in Week One, I just didn't feel like he was running at his, you know, at his fastest speed, and yeah. we started to see that more against Carolina. But you know, he needs to do more of what he did on that. What was it? That three and six, third and six play, the yeah, damn play. game. That was a, a ten or eleven yard gain that yeah. gave the Giants the first down, and right there it was the game clincher. We need to see more of that. I just think that this offense right now is still struggling. But again, going back to the missing parts, we, you know, we haven't seen Kadarius Tony on the field that much. We haven't seen Kenny Galladay. We haven't seen Wandale Robinson. We've seen, you know, a plenty of Barkley. I, th- I think he needs to be the key against the New York Giants. The run sets up the pass. How many times have we said that over and over and over again? The run sets up the pass. If you can run the ball, you're going to be able to throw the ball. Play action, you bootlegs, do whatever you need to do, but get Daniel Jones in a position where he can throw the ball, make a completion, and hope that the receiver can, you know, can, can get more yardage after the catch and, and set the Giants up for, you know, uh, some big points. The other thing, yeah. turnovers. The Giants need to make their opposition pay for turnovers. Holy shit, I don't know how many times the Giants have been able to get the ball, especially in those first two possessions against Carolina where they got the fumble on the opening kickoff and then the fumble by, by, um, by, by and, uh, what the hell is his name, Anderson? I think right? so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was on the opening kickoff. 
yeah, the opening kickoff, they got the field goal for three. Then then there was a catch by Richie Anderson. That that got them three points. They need to get they can't leave points. They can't leave points off the board. They, yeah. they can't. They got to do better than that. They got to make their opponents pay for turning the ball over. It, I, I I don't know how much I have to stress that. Coming away yeah. with six points and those on those two fumbles was just. I, I just needed to see more. I just needed to. See yeah, more. I I would agree. And here's the challenge though: is that you know we want to see more from Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones is not Joe Shane or Dable's guy. So I I don't. Even though we want to see a big night, the the pace of the game is going to dictate that. Not dictate that. Now I think when you have you know a scary Micah Parsons, you got to have an eye on him over the field. That's where I think your point comes into play, where Jones needs to be more effective as a runner. If they're blitzing, Jones might have to see him coming off the edge, step in the pocket, find a crease. They might have to do more design runs like they did last year. Remember Jones on a primetime game, he ran an 80 yarder, and then he, you know, fell, you know, for yeah, I that, that was that. <laughs> but but he is capable. I think I think he doesn't want to make mistakes. So he's played a little tentative when he's running, perhaps. He's looking around, he's he's double clutching. So this is probably one of the biggest games of his career. Um because it's it's a division it's the it's the Cowboys and like anything that happens in a, a Giants Cowboys game is going to resonate more with the fans you know pull out a win a decisive win against the Cowboys that's a big deal um, but I don't know how many times they're going to ask him to throw it I mean it depends on how if the running game gets going too and I think Dallas's defense is, is pretty good they, they they held Joe Burrow with their elite weapons to 17 points. Uh, but you know, Cincinnati is in a big time funk. They have a bad offensive line. So I would think the giants are going to have to keep an eye on number 11. Um, Barkley needs a big night. He's got to have a hundred yards. He's got to get a touchdown. He's got to pop off a couple big ones because what that does is that opens up the playbook a little bit. We can't have a first half of, you know, three points or three and outs, not getting anything going. We need to get the crowd into it. So, um, I think See, that's why. That's why I think out. it's. I, I think that's why it's key that guys like Wandell Robinson and Kadarius Tony are in the lineup. Kenny Galladay too. I, I think he. I, granted, he's having his issues with you know with his head coach and his head coaches, you know, doing his head coach thing and saying, "Listen, if you're not going to play by my rules, you're going to sit." And you know, by all means, that's what he needs to do. But if Daniel Jones has the likes of Kadarius Tony, Wandell Robinson, and 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 Kenny Galladay on on the field, who knows what Daniel Jones can do? I I think he would be. I I can only imagine him having a stupendous game to where he throws three hundred yards, possibly two touchdowns, maybe rush for one. I think those are the situations that Daniel Jones needs to be in. Sills and and Richie are, are not going to be the guys that are going to get the job done. They'll they'll make a good catch here and there, because you know what they're given the opportunity to do so. But they're not Wandale Robinson. They're not Kadarius Tony. They're not you know even Darius Slayton or you know Shepard. Yeah. You know those are the guys that need to step up and and do the right thing and help Daniel Jones succeed. Those are the guys that are going to help him succeed. Because if those guys don't do their thing, Daniel Jones can't possibly help these Giants win in Week Three against the Cowboys on Monday night. Yeah, I agree, and and, and they got to pass protect. Um, you know, I think Thomas is having, having a good year so far. We, you know, they're gonna have their toughest test, and it's also about Jones not turning over the ball, as we said. I mean, he, he, we can't have the fumbles bobbling around the field uh, and going twenty yards the other way. So, um. If I had to guess what the score would be, I mean, it's going to be – it depends on – I'm, I'm not sure what the weather looks like. It's probably going to be a nice fall evening. Um, it's going to probably be like – I mean, you, you you want to keep the other team – you know, Dallas, if they get hot, uh, we're in trouble. But, I mean, it's got to be 23 to 17, something along those lines. Um, it's going to be close. 23 20 uh 20 to 8 20 to 19 you're going to see a lot of graham gano field goals as much as we want daniel jones to go big 
I don't know if Dable. I don't know if they're going to let him put the put the ball in harm's way. I don't know if the defense of Dallas is going to allow that to happen. I mean, we also don't want to have the drive short. You don't want to, you know, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. They can throw the ball three times in a row, but they're make they're completing passes and getting big plays. We do that. We take one minute off the clock, and, and then it's that. Then you're putting yourself in a hole. So it really kind of depends on what we do on the first drive. Um, I'd like to air it out a little bit early just to kind of let them know, like, we're not just going to feed it to Saquon the whole game. Yeah, I, I like to and see take that. Take your chances. I like to see that because I'm tired of seeing, you know, possessions by the New York Giants that where they run 15 plays and only get, what, 36 fucking yards. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Uh, how do you run 12 to 13, 14, 15 plays, whatever the hell it was, and get it only like 40-something yards, 30-something yards? Yeah, can't just check it down. Yeah, you, I mean, you gotta you, get guys. Open. Yeah, you, you you gotta do better than that. I I I know that Kafka and Dable got this this team going in the right direction, but we and I know you're you're depleted as far as the roster is concerned because of what Gettleman did with with the cap and everything, but still, you have the weapons in Tony and Robinson and you know Shepard. You have them. You need to start utilizing them. And yeah. you know, and granted, some of these guys aren't healthy, but you know, when they are healthy, they should they need to be on the field at this point because now it's not about you know. You made your point as as a head coach. You made your point to to, to Kenny Galladay. Now, whether or not Kenny Galladay buys into the system, I don't know. Uh, you know, there there was a situation where somebody came and and asked uh, Julian Love if. Galladay's locker was uh, emptied for, for whatever reason. They thought maybe he just like emptied his locker and left the team. Julian Love said, no, 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 no. I kind of left early too. I kind of cleared out my locker. So he kind of like blew that off as if it was nothing. But whatever the situation is right now with Kenny Galladay, it needs to be fixed because he's a very talented receiver and he needs to be on the field. And I'm sure that Brian Dable knows that. I'm sure that Kafka knows that. I'm sure that, you know, Joe Shane knows that. But the fact of the matter is, is whatever the differences are, they they need to they they need to resolve the differences and get yeah. these players on the field and get them in situations to make Daniel Jones successful. Specifically this week against the Cowboys, where you know I'm sure that these Giants players really want this team to win and go three and zero. Specifically this week against the Cowboys, who are in their division, and in, like you've mentioned many a times, they've kicked our ass for a very long time. Yeah. And, and it's going to be interesting to see how the game opens up. Um, they need to start fast. Take they definitely need to start fast. They can't yeah. They can't get off to a slow start and allow, you know, if they get the, fair, the first possession, I need them to go down and score seven. We might not get nice, seven, yeah. but, it'd be, you know, it'd be nice to get some points. Get on yep. the board. If you get the first possession of the game, you need to go down and get some points. Preferably, you know, seven points, but if you can go down and get three points, and I'm saying a good drive to where maybe you get into the red zone and you get stopped and you kick the field goal. Now, I'm not talking about getting to, you know, field goal range and kicking for three points because you feel like you can't get past or beyond that that, that point. I, I think the Giants offense are taking chances. I don't know how many chances they're going to take with Daniel Jones. Like I said, they're going to have to in this game. They're going to have to, but they're going to have to put him in good positions. But again, it all depends on, you know, who's on the field and who's not on the field. That's what it's going to come down to. Cause quite honestly, Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley can't do it all on his own. You, you can, you can get him the ball via the pass. You can let him run the ball east and west, north and south. But the fact of the matter is, is if if the Cowboys come and stop that run, now you, now you, now it's up to Daniel Jones to beat the Cowboys defense, and you know we know that you just can't get behind by more than seven points. That's that is the thing. I mean, we can't if you go by them or ten or fourteen points, then it plays right into their hands. Yeah, because the Giants don't score them. enough points in order to no. keep up with an offense like the Dallas Cowboys, regardless of who's on the center, and that, and that's going to be the key. That's why it, yeah. it, that's why if the Giants you know win the coin toss, they need to take that ball. They they need to take that kickoff, take it down, and get some points on the board as soon as you can because you don't know, you know what the rest of the game is going to entail. Because Cooper Rush might 
have a good game. He may not have a good game. But again, it's going to be it's the defense. I'm not I'm not worried about the defense as much as I'm worried about the offense because I think there's still work to be done on the offensive line. I still think there's a lot of work to be done with Daniel Jones. I think that if the right guys are on the field, they can, you know, they can set Daniel Jones they can set Daniel Jones up for success. But if, but on defense, Wink Martindale, I think has done a phenomenal job taking away the main focus of the the opposing team, Derrick Henry in week one, Christian McCaffrey in week two, who knows who it is in in week three? It could be CD CD Lamb, it could be Ezekiel, whatever Elliot, Elliot yeah. or it could be you know his his backup who who they they feel Tony Pollard's pretty good. Tony yeah. Pollard is is a speedy guy. Uh, he he broke for a big so a couple of big plays in the first two weeks. You know yeah. this this. This Cowboys team, regardless of whether Dak Prescott is under center or not, they're still a very dangerous team. And like you said, if they get some points on the board, it's going to be hard for the Giants to climb up that hill and get those points back because they're just not an offense that scores that many points in order for them to play keep up with the Cowboys. I agree. I, w- I would just just counter what you said. I, I, I would I would defer. I want I want that because we're home. I want Kayvon Thibodeau, if he's suiting up, I want those guys out ready to go on the first drive, and I want Cooper Rush on his ass. I want the Giants' big blue defense to set the tone right away because that is a strength of our team. So as much as I'd love to go down and score, um, to get the crowd into it, to get the team some confidence, I'd put your strength out first. I'd get the defense out there, try to get a sack, try to get a three and out, make Cooper rush on a Monday night division game. That that's really important. You know, kind of make him uh, try to do something uh, because you know, it, it's going to be the loudest the stadium has been probably in years. It's going to be at a different level on Monday night. Can't fucking wait. Yeah. Oh, I mean, either my God. <laughs> <laughs> where are you watching the game? So I will be with my girlfriend. We, uh, I'm celebrating her birthday on Sunday. Got to nice. take her out Happy to dinner birthday. Monday. Yep. And then uh, Monday night, we'll probably go to the, the local watering hole. We'll watch it inside. So um, I'll be watching it, you know, uh, from Long Island. But, uh, yeah, it, it's yeah, Monday night, dude. It's it's great. It's the only game on. Every, the world is watching. And, and uh, you know, you remember there there's, there's going to be some stars that are born. There's going to be some – Everyone, all it's going to be under the microscope. You know, Mike McCarthy is. Uh, this is a big game for him. This is a big game for Daniel Jones. This is a big game for. There's a lot of players with a lot riding on this game, um, and I think the Giants are in a position of strength here. The fact that they're two and zero, um, they're not. If they were one and one or zero and two, it'd be a little different uh, in terms of feel. But the Giants are in a good position right now. Playing with some confidence. Um, this is going to be our toughest test. It's going to be another nail-biting, anxiety, agita, a lot of that going on Monday night. You, you know it's coming. So, If all the chips fall in the Giants' favor, I can't see how the Giants lose this game. And Like, like I mentioned, if all, when I'm talking about chips, I'm talking about Wondell Robinson. I'm talking about Kadarius Toney. I'm talking about Kenny Galladay. I'm talking about everybody being on the field and chipping in for a big Giants victory. You want to do some predictions? Yeah. You don't want to to touch it. uh, I'm not going to touch this. uh, (laughs) I I can't. Cowboys can't can't do it. Um, We discussed this offline a little bit. Um, Some picks. Going to start a little contest. We'll we'll get into it next week, too. The the person who's got the uh, best win percentage, I guess, Gets a case of beer, so we'll determine that later on. Um, some of the games I like this week, New Orleans Saints versus Carolina Panthers. New Orleans Saints, I got them minus two and a half. I got them on Tuesday. Line moved up to three. I love the Saints in this game. Carolina, to me, looks defeated. Baker Mayfield is is going to play a home game here, but I think he's falling out of favor with the fans. Matt Rule, he's looking at the Arizona State job. Is they're that what he's deep. doing? Is he looking I, at I the really, Arizona State job? I think that, that's quite what honestly, I'm hearing. They're, they're talking about he's out in Carolina if he loses his game this week. Yeah, so I think he's – I think Matt Rule, I think he 
listen, when you only have Sam Darnold and, you know, PJ Walker and, and Baker Mayfield, it's tough to win. College coach, no NFL experience. He's in over his skis a little bit. I think this team is reeling. Christian McCaffrey, he's injury riddled. You can't rely on him. The offensive line isn't great. Their defense plays hard, but, you know, they're not going to win a lot of games. I, I, the New Orleans Saints, they're going to be pissed off. They lost to the Bucks, and that's a team that they usually beat. So a, team, a New Orleans team off of a loss that has a lot of pride. They got Tyron Matthew on the team. They got Landry. They got Kamara, who might be back. But they have a talented roster, and that Saints defense is very good. So New Orleans Saints on the road laying two and a half. I love the Saints. I jump all over it. So I have a New Orleans Saints minus two and a half against Carolina. I think I think that they're going to win. It's going to be a close game, but I think they should definitely cover that. Second game I like that I looked at was the Detroit Lions versus Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings um, uh, came off a, a very, you know, just a no-show performance. Seven uh, fucking points, bro. Seven what points. What the fuck was that all about? I took the yeah. over on that fucking game and they didn't even get close. I took the over, too. Is uh, I think in the first half it was 24-7. And no points after that. So I, I, I missed on the over that game, so he didn't touch the game. Minnesota Vikings, to me, I think there's some doubt with Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think that he hasn't really gotten them over the hump in years past. The Minnesota Vikings defense has been riding on reputation. I don't think their defense is that great. Detroit Lions, I'm telling you, man, this team is different. They have, they have a really elite running back. They have a great offensive line that they've built over the years. They can rush the passer. Their quarterback is okay, Jared Goff, but, you know, he, he's playing well, and he's probably just as good as Cousins. Detroit Lions are six-point underdogs on the road. They don't do well against Minnesota usually, but I think Minnesota is a defeated team. I think that they have some questions about the quarterback. The receiver didn't get the ball last week, Jefferson. I think Detroit's got some good secondary guys too. Uh, I think Detroit can win this game outright. I know they're six-point dogs, but I, 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 it wouldn't shock me if they go in and beat Minnesota on the road. Give me Detroit Lions getting six over Minnesota. So those are my two picks for the week. I like the New Orleans Saints on the road as two-and-a-half-point favorites over Carolina, and I like Detroit plus six at Minnesota. Those are the picks for the week for me. Yeah, there's some tough picks this week. Some really tough picks. All right, here's one I like. And um, I'm just going. I'm just basing this on how bad the Bengals have been the first two weeks. I'm going to take the Jets are getting five and a half points. I'm going to take the Jets at home, plus the five and a half. You writing this shit down? <laughs> Let's write this down. Hold on. You like the Jets as five and a half point dogs? Yeah. And uh, let's see here. There was another one I liked. I don't ever touch Giants games. Man, that that Buffalo Miami game is very intriguing. Buffalo, you think there's an overreaction? Wow. Yeah, Miami is getting six and a half. The line they're playing. They're playing. They're playing at home, and Tango Vilo is coming off of what a five touchdown game, six touchdown game. Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna take the Dolphins in the plus six and a half. Wow. Okay, two dogs. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna take the two dogs. Dolphins plus six and a half. I think it was. Uh, I think it was plus five and a half. But I think uh, well, a fan, lot of people. Fan, I'm, on, I'm on Fanduel. You use Fanduel. Uh, yeah, you use DraftKings. Yeah, Fanduel's. I think that I think they they end up being the same. So they're they're uh, home against Buffalo. Yep. Buffalo is they're 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 a juggernaut. They, I mean, they're you nasty. can't say. They're taking I'm no. Pri- wait, they're playing. They're taking no prisoners. Bro. Playing angry. They're playing angry. I'm going to wait yeah. a few weeks, but. They, I'm not going to say they're the 2007 Patriots yet, but let's wait maybe five weeks. But they, they look, they've dominated their opponents. I mean, Tennessee gave them a fight, and then they just totally just blew them off, blew them out. Well, they you haven't know, missed Tua a beat. had a big game. They haven't yeah. missed a, They haven't missed a beat without uh, Brian Dable. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you know, Tua had Tua had a big game last week. Uh, had a big second half. I mean. The Baltimore Ravens defense. I had him on my bench, bro. Defense. He had he was on my bench. 
<laughs> I started Mahomes. I mean, who's going to sit nobody. Mahomes, I had Mahomes. Nobody over Tango Vailoa? Nobody's going to sit Mahomes. Yeah. Mahomes did shit, and Tango Vailoa's on my bench putting up five touchdowns. I was fucking crying. Yeah, that, that was uh, – I mean, I, I so I didn't do good on the NFL last week. I had the Ravens minus three and a half. Uh I looked in good shape at halftime uh, in the parlay. Then they faded. And then I also had the Cleveland Browns, who, you know, it's just they were up big, too. And then they last minute and a half, they blew it. It was insane. So that's just half that happens, you know. Um, had a pretty good college football day. But, yeah, so those are my two picks. Uh, I, I think the Lions can go into Minnesota and win outright. Uh, but they're getting six. I, I don't. Jared Goff is I, having I a look, pretty good season, man. He's having a yeah, good, good season. When he, and that, with, when he has protection, he's good. He, remember that big Monday night game against Mahomes years ago? He had like five touchdown passes, 500 yards. If he has protection, he, he's decent. He went to the Super Bowl. I mean, the, that Patriot defense in the Super Bowl was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And Belichick just outcoached uh, McVay in that game. I mean, that's really all that comes down to it. But, you know, Jared Goff, you know, he's a first round talent. I think he was first or second overall with Wentz that year. So. He can he can toss the ball around. They they got good backs. Uh, they the wide receiver Jamison Williams from Alabama, he's gonna come into the fold later in the year. They're I mean they're they're playing hard for that coach. Minnesota to me, ah man, that was. I I just think that there could be some doubt with Kirk Cousins. It's just too many points. Uh, I think Detroit's gonna keep this really close, even if Minnesota comes back and they're inspired. I think six points is a lot for a division game like this. So so that's why I like it. Um, yeah, Goff they, was first overall that year. Wentz was number two. Yeah. Jets plus five and a half against Cincy. I, it is hard for me to believe that Cincy's going to lose three in a row. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to say. Well, I don't think pick. the Jets are going to win. That. I think, I don't think that, I don't think Cincinnati is going to cover. Fair. Fair. I, I think Cincy's got the better quarterback, but they're also at bet life and they're going to be jacked up. Right. So there is some element to that. And also the offensive line for the Bengals is no good. Mm. Um, so you like Quinn and Williams. You like some of the, the – the Jets have some talented guys. I mean, you know, the quarterback is – you know, they got a good win last week. The quarterback is going to make some And they're being led mistakes. by none other than Joe Flacco. It's Joe funny. Flacco, yeah. I mean, the <laughs> Browns 37, also 37-year-old Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, I think that people might be thinking too, like, you know, Cleveland could have won that game if they take a knee and blah, blah, blah. So there is some of that logic, too, that maybe Cleveland kind of coughed it up. Could have, should have. Uh, the, the Jets could have been on, too. So I, I think that's, that – I, I don't hate that pick. Uh, I think Cincy, they, they might just turn it on. Um, Dolphins-Buffalo could be close. I don't know what the weather – I mean, Miami is kind of hot and steamy. I mean, does that affect some of the Buffalo players? Maybe they get, like, a little tired. You know, the Miami wide receiving core is dangerous and fast. Uh, they don't run the ball particularly well, which you're going to have to do a little bit against Buffalo because Buffalo is going to score points against anybody, and the Ravens put up a lot of points against the Dolphins. So Buffalo is going to score 30 points, 35 points. Can Tua keep up with them? Uh, because Buffalo, they, they play good defense too. I mean, so that's a tough one. That, that's that's one that uh, I'm going to wish you luck on that one. But, All right. Uh, We'll Sounds see how it good. goes, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep this thing rolling. Any closing comments, Jamie? All right. No turnovers. or We need to win the turnover battle by two. Two turnovers. And we need to score points on those turnovers. And off of those turnovers, we need to get at least three or seven points. Um, and we're going to really pray that some of our pass rushers come in because if we have those guys, I think we got a shot. I think if Ojulari and uh, Thibodeau and their lineup, that opens up a lot of big things for the yeah. likes of Xavier McKinney and uh, Julian Love. Those two Leonard guys Williams. have been they've been Out. really good yeah. at the safety position. McKinley has been really good in the box. Uh, I don't know how many times they they, they had McKinley rush the quarterback this past week. But uh, we need to see more of that. Listen, when when he was drafted by the Giants, remember we talked about this, that McKinley was a multi-talented safety. He played oh, – yeah. he had experience playing linebacker and he had experience playing, you know, at the safety position. And I think the Giants are utilizing that talent in all the right ways. And uh, I'm glad I'm seeing it. I'm glad that he's being successful. But, again, 
the key to this game is going to be this Giants defense and whether or not Thibodeau and Ojulari are back. Those are going to be key. You got to put Cooper Rush on his back. You got to force fumbles. You got to recover those fumbles, bring them back for a touchdown. You know, a pick six would be nice, but that's going to be the key for the Giants on Monday night against the Cowboys. Score. If the Giants win, score. Got to score more than 25 points. I'm asking you, what is the score? Oh, Oh my God! You're Here, we put, got, we you're got gonna it. Put me we on the spot. All right, won, so I'm gonna say 26, 23 Giants. Okay, respect that. I'm gonna go 21-20 Giants. Graham Gano field goal. 21-20 Giants. As, as the clock expires. It's gonna be. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a nail biter. It's, uh, it's gonna be. It's always. You know, I'm gonna have a fucking uh, heart attack Monday night. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So am I. All right, Jamie. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. We'll do it again. You bet. Yeah. Take care, brother. Good night. Peace. Let's go, Giants.